Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Day After Reckoning. I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trev and that's the stoner. And we're going to have Parker Hamilton from Sidelines coming on. Or Hamlet. And... Hamlet. 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 Yeah, just, yeah. just correcting you there. That's wow, right. man. That's okay. bad. Already, already <laughs> starting off wrong. Uh, things are a little different. Uh, we are going to talk the, the Baltimore game. Um, obviously we want to address the Brian Robinson situation here first. Um, so for, for that, let me go ahead and bring in our guest for today. And then let's get this show on the road here. Welcome Parker to ref the district. Thank you for joining us. Parker. Feels good to be here. Uh, not <laughs> Hamilton, Hamlet, but uh, like I said, we're all a little bit shell shocked right now. Obviously, with, yeah, with the news yeah. we just got, guys. I mean, just uh, it seems like it never ends with this franchise. And you know, as we go on right now, it's just in a, a Twitter uh, space with Shelly and everybody. We're still learning the details. We're coming fresh off the preseason finale, so a lot to discuss. And obviously, I'm glad to join all you guys: Stoner, Trev, Nathan. Huge fan of the show. Oh, rocking the cap now. All right. Uh, Let's Are you yeah, stone, all this right. stuff. So the, uh, the D.C. Police Department tweets out that uh, shooting investigation on the 1000 block of H Street Northeast. Look out for two black juvenile males with shoulder length dreads, medium complexion, wearing a black or brown shirt with yellow smiley faces on it. Mm-hmm. This is in conjunction with the news from uh, earlier that Brian Robson was shot. Uh, we have a tweet from Tom Pelissero. My understanding is at least two bullets struck commanders running back Brian Robinson in the lower body. As Mike Garofalo said, Robinson is hospitalized in stable condition, a terrible situation that could have been even worse. So glad to hear Brian Robinson's in stable condition, but my goodness, uh, you just have to wish the best for him. Stoner, you were saying like this is uh, Stoner can't decide if he's going to wear a hat or not wear a hat. The uh, Stoner, you're saying you're very familiar with uh, with this area of where it happened. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. It's right down the road from uh, Union Station. I commute in the Union Station every day, pre-pandemic. Haven't since then, of course, but uh, but it's it's right down that that H Street. Um, and if you just keep going east. I did this uh, this one time. Remember when the uh, chicken sandwich uh, whole thing was exploding and everyone, you know, especially with Popeyes, yeah, especially right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I decided to do the chicken sandwich challenge for lunch. I remember that. I remember that. So I did, uh, you know, I did Popeyes. I did um, Wendy's. I did uh, Chick Fil A. 
right? And then I brought it back to Union Station. The, the, the whole point of the story is right there at H and 10th, which is where I believe this happened, that's the Popeyes that I went to. 11th. Or 10th or 11th is right there. Whatever. There's Ben's Chili Bowl, famous Ben's Chili Bowl. Everybody knows Ben's Chili Bowl in D.C. It's right there. Uh, and the Chick-fil-A is right down the road. It's a very good part of town. It's not, you know, so any sort of shady part of town. So, yeah, I'm familiar with it. And it's it's a, you know, effing shame that this happened, um, you know, to Brian Robinson, to anybody. Of course, it happens all the time. But, you know, obviously when it affects you personally, then you then you have more to say about it. Yeah, of course, Washington fans have some familiarity, and I'm sure a lot of us were, were dreading the worst here as Sean Taylor, uh, you know, kind of a similar situation there. Trev, what was going through your mind as, uh, you, I mean, you were the first one of, I think, the three of us to see it. What was going through your mind when uh, uh, when you saw the news? Uh, complete shock. Just shock. Like, is this real? I mean, it's just... Like, what? I was ready to come on here and talk about him possibly taking, you know, football talk about him taking the spot at RB1 and stuff and this and that. Right. And now it's just like, it's beyond that. It's just, like you said, Stoner, it's not just a football player. He's just, he's a human being too. But when it hits yeah. you personally, because we're a fan of this, it's just, it's just, I don't even know what to say. It's just like the Sean Taylor fan comparison is, is, is real. I was pretty young when that happened. So it's, it's a vivid memory, but not, like this has become so it's just it's just nuts they got the Dwayne Haskins happening a few months ago mm-hmm. former Washington quarterback so it's like and you I hate to say like the our franchise is cursed because you don't want to like put it like that but like it is I mean it is but I mean it's just what it is either it's an injury or uh worse than that I tried like you know it's just sad so Parker you got any final thoughts on that you know, initially, I, I really had no words. I was just going down the road. Notification popped up. Got like three or four text messages. Um, found out about it around the same time you guys did. Some of the more details I'd seen on it was that it was a double shooting. Uh, the mm-hmm. feet, He had a, a young woman was with him. Apparently, she was grazed in the head. Um, they said, obviously, uh, I don't know exactly where on the head it was. That's when some of these details really aren't being disclosed. Uh, Stoner did a really good job of disclosing the location and, and kind of describing where it's at. Very rough part um, that, that a lot of people have described. Uh, what, someone in the space I was just in said that, you know, he'd, he'd done security in that area. He said people getting shot and I was pulled on them pretty consistently there. And, you know, it's just really rough to hear this happen because a lot like Trev, I was very excited to come on and talk about how this guy, 23, 23-year-old Brian Robinson Jr., mm-hmm. rookie, w- this was his backfield. I mean, th- that's mm-hmm. what we were going to talk about, that he was RB1. You know, I mean, I know Rivera's not going to say that, but th- this was his job and he had earned it. In my opinion, he was the, the the big best thing coming out of the preseason. I mean, people could talk mm-hmm. about Sam Howell all they want, but Brian Robinson Jr. took that job and made it his. And we were all very excited to see what he was going to do uh, going into week one. But it's bigger than football now. I mean, this is a young man's life that that could still potentially be on the line. I mean, what what is stable condition? We don't know yeah. anything really yet. We only know what they're telling us. And. Obviously, you know, there's a familiarity and we're one big wounded fan base. So I've seen some pretty insensitive stuff on the timeline in general Mm -hmm. in closing uh, that I'm not even going to give airtime to. Um, 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, is a person, not a football player. I could give a shit less about, excuse my language, but uh, this backfield in 2022, I, I care mm-hmm. about him coming out on the other side of this. So. Yeah, first not football talk to yeah. start the show, but, man, it's just really, yeah. really tough stuff. Curse is the only word I can think of. Yeah. The, the, uh, well, look, I was just going to ask you, uh, Parker, you said in the spaces that you were in prior to coming in here, they said somebody said that's a bad part of town. I don't really I know that to like be a really good part. He was a little bit confused, uh, yeah. but he, he said he had done some security uh, kind of near that area. He didn't really get into much specifics of it. He didn't really specify what security like company he worked for either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, DC's DC. There's been kind of an uprising crime in general in, in, in certain areas. Um, and, you know, people are questioning things. You, you hate to see that, too. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're still very early uh, and kind of all the details coming out as well. Uh, you did a much better do- job of describing the area than most people in those spaces were. So bravo to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to keep tabs on it. If uh, you see anything for those that are watching, uh, make sure you let us know. We'll take a look at it and uh, and discuss it as it pops up. For right now, I think everyone's talked about it. We're hit it on the head here. First and foremost, we just hope for him to get back to being healthy. That it doesn't even have anything to do with football shape. That's just his health as a as an individual, as a human. So it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty intense thing. Ben, thanks for joining here with us. The uh, so B Rob got shot there around Ben's Chili Bowls, the, about the area, the one thousand block on H Street. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's going to be something we're going to keep tabs on. We are going to transition to football talk. I know it's a little difficult to do with everything that's going on, but we don't want to spec, you know, speculate any further than what's already being done. Yeah. So, uh, Parker, you kind of touched on it. Really, running back one, he it seemed like he was, if not a lock for it, at least the odds-on favorite to take that uh, position, and that was kind of apparent where when the fact that he was one of the starters who was sitting out in the game yesterday against Mm -hmm. the Ravens. Uh, Instead, you had uh, a couple of other Joe Schmoes that were out there running. What did you think of the running back situation? Because obviously those, whoever was running yesterday was looking at running back four. I don't think, uh, (laughs) I don't think who was uh, in our backfield is even going to be in the NFL on Tuesday. Uh, For me, the, the more interesting situation at running back is, is is between Jared Patterson and Jonathan Williams. Uh, Jonathan Williams, I don't think, dressed for this game, uh, unless nope. I'm wrong. Uh, Jared not. Patterson got a lot of reps. Um, I uh, Kind of a storyline with this Jared Patterson situation. I wonder how much of this is the fact that, you know, he is a local guy and, you know, there's the familiarity with Chase. There's the familiarity with the area. It's a feel-good story. Obviously, he makes the roster last year. Really good story. Um, I always look out for, sh- uh, you know, fellow short Kings. I- I- I'm a big, I'm a big Jared Patterson guy, right? Long story <laughs> short, but I thought personally, Jonathan Williams had edged him out throughout most of the preseason. And obviously mm-hmm. him not traveling uh, makes that a lot more interesting as well. I think it was a, a pretty ample amount of players as well. Did not travel for this game. I don't That's remember right. the exact number. Do you guys happen to know? 31, mm-hmm. 31, oh. exactly. 31 It was supposed to be, well, it's not 31 that didn't travel. It's 31 that did not dress. For the right. game, it's supposed to be thirty-two, okay. but Jamin Davis just all of a sudden showed up on the first series. He was on the <laughs> just list, like snuck, snuck in there, yeah, because yeah. he was one of the ones that was not supposed to play. But it was I think uh, St. Just as huh. well was one of the ones that was speculated not to play, and he had some good reps play. though out of Benjamin St. Juice. Same, and same, Damon as well. Yeah. 
Both of them got some some playing time in there. Williams was an injury scratch, if I recall. Yes, that is that's right. right. That's right. Um, so that that one, you know, as far as looking at that particular battle, like I said, you're looking at at best running back four. I think Parker, you hit it here, really, really on the nose. Neither one of them are going to make this team. The team, the team's more than likely going to keep three running backs. But now with the Brian Robinson situation, you probably do keep everything. one. Uh, on there, uh, Trev, you've been you've been pretty adamant that Jarrett freaking Patterson's not going to be on the fifty three man roster. Yeah, uh, nah. and you love yourself some Jonathan Williams. How do you see that playing out though uh, as the week goes on? I've always had a thing for Jonathan Williams on the squad mm-hmm. ever since he was number thirty eight in the practice squad when he first got here. Uh, then he showed some some flash and some potential last year into the season when our season was pretty much done. And in the preseason, he showed that he could be that Peyton Barber role that we had a few for a while when he was here, a short yardage guy. So I'm with you, Parker. I think he edged out uh, JFP. It's a feel-good story. You know, local kid, Chase Young ties. It's cool and everything. But, like, does that help us win games? No, it does not. So, yeah. I mean, it's NFL. It's a business. It's not a popularity contest. So it is what it is. Sorry, EP. I know you're watching. You're Patterson gal, but – Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you guys can play some catch in the backyard when he's jobless on Tuesday. So I think, I think it's <laughs> hey, practice squad guy. Practice squad. I think I, it's interesting yeah, though man. that <laughs> if Williams wasn't there because of an injury, and the team yeah. does a great job of kind of hiding the injuries, how serious is this injury? Is it an injury that's going to keep him out for three or four weeks? Is it something that was going to elevate Patterson? to that number four running back position now. You see what I'm saying? So, Because mm-hmm. we don't know. Maybe it was just a whole precautionary thing. He's not going to be there two weeks from now. He'll it's be pre-season. fine. Why does he need to Who go? Knows? But yeah. like like we've talked about with in training camp, when John Bates first went out with this calf injury, and they said, oh, it's just a little calf injury, whatever. And then he didn't practice for like three weeks. So it was mm-hmm. obviously more than just a little calf injury. So that could be the same for Jonathan Williams, it could be something a little bit more serious into where then Jarrett Patterson plays a bigger role in this roster slash uh, practice squad because I don't think if everybody's healthy, let's just say everybody's healthy, including mm-hmm. Brian Robinson because we have no idea. If everybody's healthy, I don't even think Jarrett Patterson is on the practice squad. No, I think he's out on the street looking for a job yeah. because he's a dime a dozen guy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gave all the the right uh, accolades to him. It's a great story. He's a shorter guy. He's from the area. He's a hard worker. He was a college star, you know, at a small school, all that stuff. That's all great. But he's just not anybody that's really going to help your team win games. So he's going to be out on the street. But we'll mm-hmm. see how that how all of this now yeah, is affecting the current situation going forward. Very fluid over the next few days and few weeks. <sighs> EP, I'll bet you five he doesn't make the squad. <laughs> I see yeah, your dollar and I raise you five. Yeah. He's not making the uh, the thing, with your heart. One of the things that was interesting, <laughs> and Gus Bus talked about this in his comment earlier, was Patterson wasn't even the starting running back yesterday. Right. Um, uh, Reggie Bonafon. 
Yeah, which was interesting. And I didn't really see anything from Reggie there yesterday that really kind of put him ahead. I think Patterson had had better reps. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it is going to become between Williams and Patterson. Patterson at least has some reps as a kick returner. Parker, do you think that's going to play a part here as far as that's concerned? Or It's funny you mentioned that uh, on my podcast, Silence Washington. Make sure you guys check that. I forgot to plug it at the beginning of the show. But uh, I forget exactly what I was talking about. I want to say it was Logan Paulson uh, was on the show, and he mentioned how uh, special teams value is going to be a big reason Patterson does make the 53 eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where he edges out these other guys at the end of the day. I, I think Jonathan Williams obviously beats him in sides. It doesn't take much to do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when they brought in Patterson last year, obviously, you know, they lost Peyton Barber. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the coaching staff realized, and I mentioned, J- I heard JP kind of talk about this a little bit, how, you know, they, they needed that short yardage guy. Everybody thought that, you know, Patterson was really explosive and, you know, you could potentially get some big plays out of him. We just haven't seen that translate. And yeah. in my opinion, I've seen enough out of Jared Patterson. Yes. I, I think the absolute ceiling for him it, it is maybe kind of one of those guys you activate on game day or pull from the practice squad if things are really bad. But you think about, like, the roster impact now that the Brian Robinson Jr. injury does happen, you compound that with the Jonathan Williams potential injury that we have no idea about. I mean, we really have no idea about anything in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that obviously increases uh, the, the guy that uh, Tr- uh, Trev mentioned. I'll never be able to pronounce his name. Um, Reggie Bonafon. Reggie <laughs> Reggie Bonafon. I didn't even know he existed until I turned He was on uh, Lamar Jackson's running back at Louisville. Oh, really? I did not mm-hmm. know that. Well, um, you just taught me something. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like this, uh, everything that's going to happen, like you guys said, it's going to be fluid in the next couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some po- potential waiver wire pickups. I mean, guys. I was going to say, hey, yeah, waiver hey, wire. Barber's now. a free agent. Oh, Crazy, nice. really. Deservedly so. Yes. I don't think they're going to go back to that uh, that well. Um, I think that they'll that they'll stick with who who they have. It really mm-hmm. is going to come down to Williams' injury and how long Brian Robinson's going to come out. Uh, there is a story now from Pete Haley out on NBC. We'll check out that later. Um, what's the uh, what's what's the 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 headline? It's the it's just about the headlines. Commander Brian Robinson Jr. shot during oh, okay. attempted robbery. So uh, nothing it goes, goes over the same things that we already know. Okay, uh, just kind of I just pulled it up, so I didn't actually look too much. Oh, into here we it. go. He tweeted. We got it. something new from Sam Portier from the from the Post. All right, uh, Nikki Javala said as well. Robinson was shot nearly uh, was shot before six p.m. on the. Uh, 1000 block of H Street, uh, NE near Ben's Chili Bowl and Rita's mm-hmm. by two juveniles with shoulder length dreadlocks. Uh, yep. one was wearing, uh, yeah, you already mentioned the shirt, so yeah, some some of the stuff, and then details, but yeah, right Haley's article good. says the suspects try to take Robinson's Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat, upon which a scuffle ensued, and then shots were fired. And then Robinson mm-hmm. was taken to area hospital after the incident, so yeah, Pete, Pete did Over tweet that it's, it's not life threatening. So, uh, but well, I don't want to be this. Oh, go ahead. It could be, I was, say the same thing. It could be career threatening. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I was lower, like, say... lower body. We don't know if it's like legs. He could like maybe not be able to potentially like the worst could be he could not be able to walk. Yeah. After this, I mean, you never know. You just well. Know. Also, uh, if you remember, you, you know, when this happened, we didn't really have Twitter back then or whatever, but. When Sean Taylor was first shot, it was he's in stable condition. Yeah. And then the next day he's gone. Now I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying right. that's gonna happen, 
but it's so but, early in the information, uh, you know, getting around, we have no idea what stable condition means and if that's even a reliable uh, information. It's, it's not yeah, like that's a, just a hospital a, spokesperson a default has come statement out. to say, you know. Yeah. That's just default. Just kind of just, back people off. and Yeah. Yeah. So we have no idea. Um, there's there's all kinds of implications for um, his life, obviously, his career, uh, this football team going forward. I mean, we don't want to really talk about it too much, but at, at some point you have to talk about how it affects this football team. Uh, sure. And that's what we talk about here. We talk about the football team and the players and all this, and it obviously does affect the future uh, or this entire season for this team. But yeah. We won't get too much into that until we know more. About yeah, right. Right now, we're and we don't want to speculate too much on what's going to happen because we're still yeah. very much That's in the wild. dark and we're 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 getting that information as it as it comes in. What's Sorry, wild? Rio Rio just said the exact same thing that Stunner said, almost word hmm. for word about Sean Taylor in stable condition. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember it. I mean, we all kind of remember. It. We don't necessarily remember all those little details, but I remember thinking, going to bed that night, he's going to be fine. You know, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. He got shot. He'll be fine. Who knows? And then next thing you know, they're reporting he's gone. And it was just devastating. So uh, we'll see. That's a, It's a tough thing. But, uh, yeah, I guess at some point we get back to football. I and mean, we yeah. did a good job of talking about football. Let's go back to it. Let's go. Yeah, we're we're going to get there. And, and uh, yeah, I, I realize, Meta, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about football with all this going on. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we don't want to speculate. We're not going to sit here and talk for an hour about the B-Rob situation when we're still pulling in information. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're, we'll – and we don't want to talk about the football aspect, right? Because we have a human being who is in the hospital right now who is who's shot. So the football stuff's going to wait. You know, for for Brian Robinson's purposes, it's yeah. it's going to wait. We're no going to focus on talk, huh? yeah. Yeah. the the running back talks <laughs> over. We talked about the the reckoning. Uh, we need to for, get to Diami, yo, for, and that's what's coming up next. Is Diami Brown was one clips. of the people who who played? We have some clips here. I yeah, love uh, the clip stoner. I'm excited for this. All right. All right, let's let's get to these clips stoner because this is the next one. Wide receiver was one of those things that oh, still had to kind of get settled out here and Deami Brown did himself no favor last mm-hmm. night. Had a de- I, mean, I, I guess he had a couple uh, decent catches, but that's not what people remember from this game here. And so why don't you bring up a, a clip, describe it for us. All right. So here's the first clip. And, and the last thing you said there was that he did have some catches and not many will remember it, but I, I remember this particular catch, which was his first catch. And I was super impressed with his catch because he had to kind of go get it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And that easily could have been a drop, and it wasn't. And so I'm going to play that one here right now. And so this is a play. Obviously, he creates a little bit of separation, just enough separation. I mean, he caught that ball. Yeah, he had the full extend. I like that. Yeah, and he basically caught like the second half of the football. You know what I mean? The back half of the football, but he caught it, right? So let's see when he caught it. That's kind of going through him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he caught yeah. the second half, the back half of the football. And I thought that was a great catch. Again, he got separation that he needed from the DB. And it's a great pass by Howell, by the way. Beautiful pass. Of course. We'll I mean, get the Howell, you, right? What do you, what do you but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a great pass and a great play. And you were thought, okay, Diami, 
nice play. He made a play, which was yeah that Tar Heel connection going. You thought this is going to be love it. A, a great great night for the two of them. Yeah, get to, get to see those. But what 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 more what more of these clips do you have here? <laughs> that was, that was one of the one no, of the good catches for the but, catches. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's that all I got it. for you. Yep. I don't even know if he caught another one. Maybe he did. He did. He had. It wasn't for lack of opportunity. Scott Turner was trying to dial this thing up all night, right? Yeah. So, so this is Scott Turner haters. That's this is his first miss. Oh no! I mean, (sighs) you just can't. You just can't drop that. You just can't. He's is he afraid to get hit, bro? It certainly looked like it there. I don't think he was afraid to get hit. Because he obviously, he, it's not like he ducked from the guy when he came up. No, nah, but he, he got to catch he, the ball first. And right, he put his shoulder into him. He put his shoulder into that. Run that back, safety. Turbo. <laughs> so he put his shoulder into him, but he definitely knew he was there. Ah, oh, you, you got to catch him. He felt him. I don't think it was fear. He just felt him there. He felt yeah, me, bro. He to prepare for the hit. He wanted. He was looking for where. Nathan and Gavin run that route in the backyard every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, look at they that. don't have safety. NFL safety's crashing down on them at full speed either. <laughs> no one, <laughs> Parker. The corner's like three, oh, five look, steps off. Trev, 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 Trev. Listen, <laughs> I just I don't know what you guys, but uh, if you ran back the clip and and let it run like the last clip and let it go like five seconds longer. Did you yeah. see his kind of celebration after he got the catch? He just doesn't – he does not exude confidence to me. <laughs> he just – something's not clicking. I don't know that he's just not but, rhythm. He's overthinking things. But right, like because you saw the confidence in, at Carolina. You, I mean, you, obviously – You do not see it in this game. Not now. Okay. You don't. Mm-mm. I mean, if he catches this ball on this third and 11. Who knows if what – If he catches this ball, he's probably not getting <laughs> caught. Probably He's probably going right in the end zone. If you look at mm-hmm. at the top of the screen, can you guys yeah, see my uh, mouse? No, my, we cannot. Move it around no, I just but I mean, you're right. Four two four three speed. I mean, yeah. this guy's a burner. I mean, everybody's like, oh well, it's just where he was taken. Second year player, wide receiver. I, at the end of the day, this guy's being kept on the squad because he's an athlete too, and a very That's good. Right. And and it's very discouraging not see that stuff translate so early. And and he's got great separation from the corner. Yes. Obviously, look the safety that. is a good seven almost eight yards away by the time the ball gets there mm-hmm. he's going to be able to make a move to avoid that safety probably and then at the top of your screen you see the three dbs are all looking the other direction that's a walk-in touchdown if you ask me Ugh. yeah i mean I, I i talked to anthony armstrong about it on, on our last episode too and i was like i don't know what about it but the only word i can think of when i've watched him play this preseason is just uninspired mm. and yeah honestly I, it wouldn't like shock just, me if, for him to be in some roster bubble talks. Like I, I know they're not going to pull the trigger on something like this, and it's kind of asinine for me to even suggest it. But like some of the reps, just as a blocker, it just almost looks as if he doesn't even want to be out there. I, I, I don't quite understand what's going on between the ears with number two, but man, I, I just hope he figures it out soon. Yeah. Uh, Doug disagrees. It wouldn't have been a touchdown. I said he would have been hit maybe. short, but would have been close enough nah, considering I mean, it was on the fourth versus a field goal. A lot of things um, that field goal, you know, was was a difference maker. I'm going to bring back the clip because where I kind of had it stopped here, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to pause it again. Where the safety is, I actually I don't know that he would have been short because yes, he was hit short, but that was after the bobble. Yeah, right. so we're after the ball's five yards past. Yeah, this yeah. is this is where he already missed the first one. But if he mm. if he brings this in, he it's potentially gone. Gone. does squeak out from right this, this tackle. And 
you know, mm-hmm. he he could potentially he'll pick up the first down. I'm not a small guy either. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I, I do think that he, he had a good shot there to to make it. Uh, Gus Bus corrects the speed. He's a four four six speed guy, not four uh, two four three. It's still fast. Yeah, that's still pretty fast. Still, but good point. I guarantee it's faster, it's than, faster than that corner and that safety. Yeah. I guarantee it. Faster than the four guys here are talking about. <laughs> if no, corner, I'm pretty fast, bro. You don't know that. that. I'm pretty fast. If that corner or that safety had four three or four four speed, they'd be a wide receiver and not a defensive back. So. He's going right past. I mean, uh, Trapke was a uh, was a, a speedster. Hey, he he hey. could run. He could run that four three. That's true. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, you, no, you want the last one? Fresh one. Let's see. Yeah, the, the last please bring one. that, that atrocity of a drop. Yeah, not that we want to relive this. Tommy T with it. You know, I don't care. How <laughs> <fast he is. laughs> can't exactly right, Tommy. That's exactly right. <sighs> So, all right, so here's the last one, obviously. And we're going to get three different angles on this play, too. And this again. Quick decision, oh, great I mean, pass. You just can't drop You have that. to catch that. There's Some no effort. There's no effort. Yeah. That's no. the problem. What there was, was with him leaving his feet for this? Yeah, What's here's with another him angle. One hand, trying to one hand this in. What? Just, yeah, I don't, who do yeah, you think you are? Grab it. Just yeah, exactly. like this. And, just grab, just grab. I mean, worry he, about walking before you try to run. You know, yeah, I no, yes. Yeah, he literally played himself from wide receiver four to wide receiver six, and that's honestly impressive. It's for in a bad of two plays because I don't think he played after that. They, he, you know, he was off the field after that. I don't I think mean, his roster. I think Parker said it. His roster position is not necessarily in jeopardy this year, yeah. But uh, but he basically he went from being a guy who's going to substitute in for a bunch of plays during game day to a guy who's probably not going to dress. He's not going to dress if everybody's healthy. He'll dress. All things being equal, no, he's he's, he's going to be inactive. No, no, Stoner's right. He's inactive on game day. Wide receiver six is inactive. Yeah, I'm I'm dressing Dax. You have five guys for sure. And and you know who the top three are, and then you're gonna have Cam Sims, and you're gonna have Dax Milne. That's gonna be Sims, your five sure. guys. Deami Brown basically went from wide, and last year, by the way, wide receiver two, which is yeah. what he was. He went from wide receiver two to not dressing in the span <laughs> of one year. Well, we had he's dressed so far. We can't say not dressing yet. Okay, you're right. But, but, but that's you're, my prediction. But you're right. <laughs> you love yourself some some Dax Milne. Trev, yeah, and yeah, Dax Milne that is boy got more some... than likely going to be the punt returner. Could see yeah, some teams value. So that yeah. there's, you're going to dress him, and yeah. he's had he's had himself a good he's, preseason. Even the very first play of the game yesterday, that little nine nine yard out route, mm. beautiful. He caught mm. it. He looked the ball in. He caught it. Then he turned upfield and made his move. Like that's what you have to do as a receiver. And Diami. Night and day. You see, you watch watch Dax catch a ball in a route and watch Diami yeah. attempt to catch a ball in a route. It's totally different. And Diami was drafted way higher, and it's just uh, whatever. One of the things that was good from Diami was getting that separation. Tommy, are we yeah, overreacting to uh, preseason week three game? Yes, uh, but that's what we no, do. <laughs> but for this case, no, because Diami was here last year, as and we drafted him what third round last year, second yep. round. It was third round. Third round. The, for, third round. For obviously for a reason. So like for him to get reps and, and be failing these reps like this, it's not overreacting. He should be making these catches with his eyes closed by now, for because he's Diami Brown. 
coming out of college. Yeah. yeah. He and didn't you drop anything. Last, you, you drafted him last year in the third round. And then what yeah. did you do this year? You said, well, yeah. let's go get a guy in the first round because Deami yeah. ain't him. And on top of yeah. that, I mean, what were we always hearing about him? He's a, he's a home run hitter. He's got a limited route tree. He's a, he's a, he's a mm-hmm. go route kind of guy. Well, mm-hmm. now you're messing up the thing that is supposed to be your bread and butter. Thank I mean, you. You're making him run for. routes. Like, just yeah. get a cinnamon go routes. That's what he does. That was a, many, basically a go route. And I've thought of maybe Antonio Gibson. I don't know many people in this team whose stock has gone down faster than, yeah. than mm-hmm. the Browns, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say Diami's went further down than Gibson because Gibson only fell to running back to two in this situation. Yeah. Uh, Diami, mm-hmm. like we said, is going to go from potentially being that fourth wide receiver to now does he even dress on game days? It's mm-hmm. going to be – he's going to make the team. Um, but where – where you know, how many opportunities? I think they do want to see more from him because he does open up the playbook you know he does what these what Do- what Dotson does he does do uh what Terry McLaurin does right he takes the top off of these defenses but you know it as Tommy mentioned it doesn't matter if he doesn't catch the ball and uh, and let's not forget about last week too in in preseason game 2 when he had that almost that same sort of route down the sidelines and Howell threw it a little bit short but instead of him attacking the ball and saying, this is my ball, he was just hoping that it would land right into him rather than going up and snatching it and saying, this is mine. And that's mm-hmm. what the great ones do. Mm-hmm. They go get that ball. They don't give it anybody else a chance to possibly make Meet a play. Yeah. I think that's exactly. probably a learned behavior from his time in North Carolina, right? Where he probably didn't always, have to, always have to Yeah, never had to fight he for did, it. He didn't have to fight for it. Yeah. I kind of liken it to I'm a, I'm a taller guy. Uh, I, I never had a jump for rebounds and pickup games until <laughs> I was an adult and then actually right. started playing against guys who were about my size. Yeah. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just reach up and I'm uh, like 10 feet already. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then it was all of a sudden people could actually out jump me. So, you know, it's, you know, it's a behavior you have to learn, right? You have to attack that ball or you want that mentality in, in the first place. And I mean, you know, there's the familiarity with Sam Howell as well. I mean, you know, going back to 2019, no one connected on more vertical routes outside of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this should be easy for these guys. So, I mean, that's really. what I'm saying. Why I mean, do, it, so why do we draft these, these kids? and try to make them do something outside of what we're drafting them for. Well, hey, Jamar Chase well, and Joe Burrow did struggle in the preseason, but I, they I did. don't think the like, Brown is, a, is like, a Jamar Chase. So. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dami Brown's a good route receiver, but we're trying to make him run these routes that he's not a good route runner at. So we're just like, yo, run routes, and it's making him, I don't know. And then the Jamin Davis situation with that, oh, too. He wasn't, I know, but, like, you, we, you we draft. these players to we, develop, right? Like, you Yeah, right, but, like, their rookie year, you make them do something completely opposite than what you saw on film to make you draft them. Like it just yeah. doesn't. Why don't you make well, them get them a comfortable and accustomed? Last to the year they couldn't NFL really use Diami and, and his skill position because they had yeah. Taylor Heineke and the oh, go my. routes not exactly Who? his. It targeted uh, him a lot early in that? the season, even in the, in that Chargers game. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was bombing Diami a couple times in that game alone. So I mean, he was a part of the plans, but. I feel like at this point, even with bad quarterback play, he's played himself out of it in some capacity. So. Yeah. Who yeah. T- 
what did you say? Who's the team name? <laughs> Taylor Heineke will be QB2 to oh, yeah. start the season. We'll talk about QB3 in a little bit. Let's talk one or more <laughs> of those uh, wide receivers. A lot of people bringing up Erickson as the uh, <sighs> as that potential, you know, mm. is that wide receiver six or wide receiver seven, maybe over De'Ami Brown. You know, P- Stoner, where are you sitting at with Erickson? And his chances of making the team. I mean, Erickson is is a fine football player. Okay, he can go out there and he's competent in everything that he he does. He's a good route runner. He's got good hands. If you're back there returning punts or returning kicks, but he's not a difference maker. He doesn't have the upside that say a Deami Brown does. Uh, he's not a draft pick. They don't have anything invested in him other than. I don't know, $800,000, which isn't much. What I don't know what his salary is, but he's a bottom-of-the-barrel kind of guy. There's a bunch of Alex Erickson's out there. And if they had drafted Alex Erickson and he had been here for a year or two or whatever, that's a different story. But he's just a guy they picked up off the scrap heap, and if he's fighting for a final position, a draft pick's going to win the job over him. So I'd be very, very surprised if he made this team. Now, I don't even know if he's practice squad eligible. Uh, the rules I think have changed. Have they the changed last again? Years. So because I'm know. pretty sure they still have the the vets that you're allowed to bring on. I, I think, think that's one of the one of the changes. So he could potentially yeah. be on the practice squad as a vet, who they keep just in case. Gus Bus has taken McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, Sims, Milne, Diami, and Erickson. I like in that, that order. In that order. Now, Parker, you're going to be a part of our 53-man roster uh, show tomorrow. You haven't turned in your video just yet, but what do you think about that wide receiver set there? I don't agree with uh, them making a, a seventh exception for wide receiver for Alex Erickson. Uh, I, I agree with Stoner. He's a very competent player. Uh, not a lot of weaknesses in his game, but at the same time, there's really nothing explosive or special about it either. Uh, I think Dax can do all the same things you really can do uh, that, that Alex can do as a returner. Obviously, Ron Rivera wanted some familiarity there from Carolina, uh, bringing a guy that, that, that he, he he knew a little bit about. Uh, I, I don't know you guys, but, I mean, Ron's been very transparent about his his displeasure with the special teams unit uh, throughout the majority of the preseason, and a lot of that also stems from Alex Erickson and some of his returns. I saw a couple of really good reps out of him, though, as a receiver, kind of late in a couple of these games. He connected with Sam Howell a few times, but I feel like Dax can give you the same things and probably just give them to you better. So I, I, I don't like his odds of making this roster, personally. If they keep seven receivers, does he make it? If they keep seven? If they keep yeah. seven, I think Erickson's I, one. Of I them. think he's your seventh guy. Probably. I think seven's crazy. I don't know about I you guys. I, I think it's I always been seven's six. Crazy. They did keep seven last year, I believe, but that was also they had a couple drafted wide receivers and they, you know, had some opportunities. But they, they, I think they only dressed the five on game days. So it will be something interesting. Now, again, we don't want to talk too much about the football side on the the Robinsons impact here, but. One of those things that is in play is that Gibson was supposed to be returning kicks. Mm-hmm. If he has to move up to that running back one, yeah. do you keep a guy like Erickson because Gibson's no longer you're no longer putting Gibson in that that yeah. kick returner role? I mean, I mean that's a fair question to to have to think about moving forward. Who knows he might how that's going to work seven. out? You're not putting your starting running back out there returning kicks. 
You're not, you're doing not it. putting you Jonathan just... Williams out there to return kicks if he makes it. Position flexibility, guys. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I... We we did talk about Jarrett freaking Patterson uh, returning. He ain't kick. making a squad Maybe. of trying to dag on kick. I'm sorry. We'll 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 see. The top <laughs> position flex. It's at yeah. University of Buffalo. It's NFL. <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Let's uh let's move off of the wide receiver talk right now. Uh we did get a surprise appearance from from uh from uh Jamin Davis. Now mm, Parker, you're cool. picking a lot of fights on Twitter with like just everybody. Uh but uh one of those things Fun. that you're you're kind of bringing out for some uh some of this hate was against Davis and like yeah. okay, he's she's showing up against the twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm you with know, it. I think that's something worth praise, but obviously you kind of wanted to talk about it, Parker. So where are you at with Davis and, and his play against the Ravens specifically? Uh, we got a clip here where oh, Davis cool. made the, a good tackle. Oh, it's just, um, yep. I mean, it's behind the, the now, that was a great play. We, we heard a lot about that sideline and sideline speed about Jamin coming out of college <laughs> in Kentucky. And uh, that's my first time seeing it. Um, but uh, overall, uh I feel like Jamin's doing all the right things on the practice field. I, th- I feel like he's retaining a lot more than than he was this time last year. Obviously, you have one year of collegiate experience uh, at, at Kentucky at the position. Everybody knows if you move him outside to Will, uh, he, he's just a lot better of a player in general. You, obviously, your brain automatically goes to the Raiders game. But I, I, one thing about uh, the, the last preseason game that really stuck out to me in general with Jamin Davis, he was the only starter to dress yeah. for this game. Mm-hmm. You're not um, on that not field true. they have nothing but questions about you. Yeah, true. I, not necessarily David true. Mayo didn't even dress Nathan. Is it is it hating or am I just being transparent? Okay, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> What's not? Okay. How's it not true? Benjamin St. Juice played. He uh, did yeah. play. Um, James Smith Williams starter. He played starter because Chase Young's hurt. Okay, yeah. he's still Those a starter. <laughs> Uh, like I said, Benjamin St. Juice starter. Okay, but uh, here's the thing: like, why should I be excited about Jamie Davis? Is the better question. I'm not. I, I, I was at camp. I was around media members, and I, I, I met multiple media members. And I'm not going to drop names. I'm not that kind of guy. But <laughs> they were saying, you know, I'm sitting on all this great Jamie Davis, all these quotes and all this information. But I'm just waiting for him to do something, even in camp, <laughs> to make it a talking point. This is the first time I, I, I've seen Trust something like play. this. I mean, okay. he, he isn't. I mean, look. I, at the end of the day, are we going to really sit here and, and, and hype up things like <laughs> him taking blocks? Come on, guys. Yeah, no. I, like, I haven't I, seen. I mean, he has not round. lived what up to the nineteenth overall pick. He does not have lived up to that. I'm no. sorry. No, I agree. I agree with the general principle that Trev just said, which is he hasn't lived up to it and all this other things. And I'm not a Jamin Davis guy either. I'm not a, a true. I think fan. I'm the only one of the right. four who thinks yeah. that he's still, However, he's still on, you know, good it, those, those same guys that you talked to in camp, they have all talked about the progress that he's made. Is he a world beater at this point? No. Is he worthy of the 19th pick? Is he a difference maker? No, no. but he's no. showing progress. And okay, cool. At least that's what progress. That's, that's all I want to know. That's, that's all I want to know. What's I that? What was it? And I'm, I'm it's, just, it's, I'm it's being 100% with you guys. I don't see it. I, 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 there are media members, like you said, they're there every day. I feel like a lot of this stuff, I mean, it, and you, it's funny because I remember, I think it was Watch Football Talk. They said, you know, I think it was that Ethan Cadeau was on the show and they were like, hey, that was a really generous piece you put out about Jamin Davis the other day. Generous was the word that they used. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, look, I, 
I, I, I wish for nothing but, you know, his progress and, and his development because he if he has a great year, this defense <laughs> has a great year. Mm. But he's on the field, which is progress. I, uh, that's a good point. But at the end of the day, is that really – that's a first round draft pick we're talking about. Yeah, right? number nineteen overall. I, I think I a lot of people the wanted like Parsons, and nobody's well, saying. No, that. I don't even want that. I just could have got a completely different player other than like a different position. All right, but we're past JOK would have been a better pick. I, we're past that. I know. We're past that. We're I guess we have to, that. We have what to are live we with, him with and... about Jamin Davis because he's David Mayo isn't dressing Stoner. Miracle Whip. Jamin is playing. Miracle right. Whip. That yeah, is, that, he did play and he performed well. He's actually had a pretty decent preseason as well. Like he's he's I'm not again Stoner like Stoner said he's not a world beater, <laughs> right? We're not saying we're not trying so to say that he is. A <laughs> but yes. uh, but we're, we what we're saying with with him is he's already doing things in game action that he we is. were seeing last year. Mm-hmm. Some of it's I mean, a little some bit. of it's routine stuff, right? Like that tackle was actually somewhat impressive, but him just, you know, filling the holes. And I don't know if we have any more being in the right spot, knowing where to be. And then, you know, cause we saw some of those flashes of the speed last year. We're seeing it now where he's able to close in and tackle that for a loss, but just being in the right spot is an improvement from what we saw last year. Last year, he looked lost at lost as they try to make him a middle linebacker, which that was too much of a jump. But what we're seeing from him is we're seeing, you know, he's kind of now at the spot. And we talked about this last year is you just want him as a rookie linebacker to play with his instincts. And they were trying Mm -hmm. to make him think too much. And I think you're seeing more of those instincts come and and learning where to be and and fill those holes. So I think that's. And I'm not a film. I'm not a film nerd. Right. But I follow film nerds and I watch what they put out there. And, and they put out these plays where they diagnose what Jamin Davis is supposed to be doing and then what he's actually doing. And they're showing the improvements. They're he's showing clean. him being in the right place. They're showing him making plays. They're showing him filling the holes where last year he wasn't, and then somebody else is making the tackle. Doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Nobody brags about it. Nobody really talks about it, but it's there. And so mm-hmm. the guys who really study this stuff – are saying that it's improvement. And again, not world beating. He's not worthy of the 19th pick yet or any of that stuff, but he's doing things. He's improving. And and that's better than sitting here saying he's still lost. He's still not making plays. And and yes, this play was against the twos, right? Mike Davis, one of the slowest running backs in the National oh, Football from League. The Falcons? Okay. Yeah, I him. But more than that, more than that, look <laughs> yeah. where he is. You got the three linebackers. One's actually, I think, a, a corner. Or, or a safety who's at the top of the three guys. So he's the middle guy right there. Okay. Yeah. He diagnoses the play. He hits that hole. He pummels yeah. the guard, right, who's <laughs> supposed to be blocking him. He sheds him real quick, and he runs the guy down. That is a nice okay? play. Now, this is this is against a, probably a backup lineman. This is against a slower running back in Mike Davis. But – He's diagnosing, he's shedding blockers, and he's getting <laughs> like to the sidelines to get his guy. Right? So it's yeah, it's it's so it's, it's improvement. It, that's all. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to see. And I know you're not a, you're not dying on the you know, Jamin Davis definitely was a great not. pick in the first round, he'll obviously <laughs> but, he said definitely not. Definitely. But, but here's my thing. 
these are plays Chad Muma is already making. These mm-hmm. are plays that rookie linebackers around the league are already making. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I feel like the way that they went throughout this draft, you had plenty of chances to actually get a, a competent starting linebacker mm-hmm. at multiple multiple points and multiple avenues. There's still guys out there on free agency that I feel like are more competent and could come in and help out this room. But they are doubling down on, on Jamin and Cole and saying, we like who we got. We yeah, like yeah. who we got. Yeah. Th- that is we're not biggest- seeing that. Yeah, I'm not seeing that either. I don't buy it. And because of ha- just the lack of depth, I mean, guys, you go past Cole Holcomb and, and Jamie Davis, we're talking Milo Eifler. We're talking yeah. David Mayo. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you want to talk about the, the roster pro- uh, projection for that. That's horrifying. Let Cole mm-hmm. go down. Let Jamin go down. Too oh, my God. I mean, we're yeah. in a horrific situation. And, I mean, they're just going to get us death by a thousand cuts at the second level if these guys don't know yes. what they're doing. See, and, and Cole and Jamin are on two different spectrums, Stoner, in my opinion. Cole, mm-hmm. he's got everything between the ears but no athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Jamin is on the other side of that. Jamin is yeah. two, four, uh, 6'4", 234, and can get there in an instant, but he doesn't know where to go half the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it is definitely rewarding to see him making this progress. But, I mean, I've been transparent about how I feel about this pick since day one. I thought the guy was kind yeah. of a Boy Scout. I thought that Rivera liked him more as a, as a, as a person than he did as a player. And, you yeah. know, I feel like people were leaning on the whole JDR and Ron know their linebackers. But, <laughs> I mean, I get what they saw on film. But at the end of the day, it was always going to be a project. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just hate to see the state of linebacker right now. And I saw a tweet today. It said, <laughs> you guys are going to be asking for <laughs> – what did he say? Hamilton, Roman, Juliet of James. Oh, my God. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, people are always going to say that I'm a hater. I mean, I had Logan Campbell literally uh, went up to me right after. I remember said, that. I what remember do you think? Is. I said, I think it's a terrible pick. <laughs> you guys were comparing this guy to Darius Leonard. Darius yeah, Leonard. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad Come pick. on, guys. I just, I, I think we also need to do a better job as a fan base of not accepting a certain level of mediocrity and 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 just taking that in the mouth, airplane, and be like, oh yeah, this is good. This is progress. It has to translate to the field, or else mm-hmm. it was a bad pick. And I don't know about you guys, and I'll leave it at this. Ron's not good at, 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 at kind of eating his crow when he makes bad decisions either. Sure. So he changes the narrative when that happens. Yep. He's very good at that. He's very yep. good. Something happened recently. Who was it? Um, it was one of his guys that he drafted. I can't quite remember the player, but I feel like he got kind of scapegoated by how things kind of transpired. I can't quite remember the player. And that, it slipped my mind. But no, I mean, I, I don't hate Jamin Davis. I want Jamin Davis to succeed just as much as anybody else. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and sell a dream because hope is not a tactic in my opinion. So. Do you do you think and and I uh, of probably the three of us I'm more guilty of this than anybody, uh, but I'm asking you, do you kind of pull for for something like that to happen so that it will prove your your argument correct? See, you know a lot I mean? of people like, say that whenever you have like an outward take and you know you really double down on it to the point where people are like talking about your family and your appearance yeah. and you know your significant other, which happened to you with the James Davis pick. I mean, I had people telling me this guy's gonna be the defense rookie of the year. You're just an idiot with a mic and a stupid mm-hmm. podcast, and you guys mm-hmm. can find the tweets, they're there. But I, I I just quite frankly never saw it. Personally, I would never pull for that. I you know, right. and, and, it, and it also ties into the Carson Wentz thing. I all Carson Wentz needs to do is be just like half, like half of what Alex oh. Smith could be, manage this offense. It'll be oh, fine. He just like clockwork. Who is the better year, Wentz or Jamin Davis? I, I would definitely say Carson Wentz. But no, yeah, I don't find sure. myself actively rooting. I just 
I try, like, unlike a lot of people, to actually, you know, double down on my takes and stick to them. I feel like that's mm. something that's kind of a lost art. Mm. Yeah. I, I think we're all at the end. In the end, we're all fans of this team. So I of think course. we want the best case scenario, right? Like mm-hmm. even Carson Wentz, you know, Parker, you have some history there with that. <laughs> you want Carson Wentz to be MVP. Uh, you know, you want him to win a Super Bowl here, right? That's the best case scenario. Oh, yeah. and, and that's more important than proving like you'll eat that crow. Absolutely. I'll buy his jersey. I've said it. I'll buy his jersey. I'll put on the clown nose, the makeup. I could I could care less. I mean, God, I, ever since I've been alive, I've never seen a quarterback throw 30 touchdowns for this team. Yeah, it, me it, neither. If a quarterback throw 27 and 7 well, for us, I, I would absolutely lose notes. my mind. I would lose yeah, my mind. Too. Yeah. I so, too. I mean, I, I, no one I, – and, and I don't know about you guys. Just think about all the fits Carson gave you as a fan, just him escaping the pocket like we yeah, saw. Yeah, no joke, against night. us. Against us. I mean, he always looked great against us. And, you know, I, I don't know what you guys – every time he make one of those plays, I'm like, you know, I really want one of those. And mm-hmm. the fact that this guy's playing for us now is kind of a, a whirlwind. So Yeah, it's kind of really – it's still really weird, but, hey. It is very it. weird. I'm the guy I'm the guy who says I never want to see Sam Howell play a meaningful down for this franchise. That's me, and I'll forever right say now. that until he goes out and if he starts throwing – 38 touchdowns a season and takes us deep into the playoffs, then I'll say I'm a big dummy. And I can't believe I said that a few years ago, but you and know, the reason, and the reason is because I don't want, uh, or I want to Jersey. I'm, yeah. He's, he's been, he's been on the Sam Howell Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wore this today for you. Stoner. I really almost did. I was like, I was like, Stoner would appreciate this. <laughs> it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible pick. But it I, was not a terrible pick. He showed why it was not a terrible ever. pick. This is and I have a question for you, Stoner. Why <laughs> want to dampen the progress or, or harp the progress of mm. uh, or the development rather of Sam Howell in the preseason? It, 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 is, is it all because of Carson? Because like I've had people tell me, you know, sending stuff to the pod, tell me in spaces. Oh, I, nobody wants to see Sam Howell right now. You got to give Sam Howell uh, less reps. This affects Carson Wentz. This affects no, Carson Wentz. It doesn't affect him at all. But I, I, what, what, how, do, how do you feel about that kind of relationship uh, of Sam Howell kind of making plays in the preseason? Do you actually think that affects your, your starting quarterback? No, it doesn't affect your starting quarterback. I don't think it has any effect on Carson Wentz. What it has effect on is the organization as a whole. It has an effect on Ron Rivera and his decision-making. The minute that Carson Wentz starts struggling, and he will. There will be a certain amount of games, whether it's two games or six games or whatever it is, he's going to struggle at some point. And all we're going to hear from everywhere is Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. Get him in there, do this and do that. And this organization does not need that. And I think that's the mistake in drafting him. You went. You put everything you can into Carson Wentz, all of it. Draft Jahan Dotson, get Curtis healthy. Draft Brian Robinson, all of these things. Resign J.D. McKissick, all of these things to have Carson Wentz succeed. Don't mm-hmm. let any outside influence affect that in any way. And then you draft this guy, and all of a sudden there's going to be these whispers all the time. Sam Howell, get Sam Howell in there. Carson just can't do it. Those howlers are howling. Yeah, and it's going to affect this franchise as a whole, and you didn't have to do that. You had a choice, but now you're going to to hear that at some point during this year. 
cart this up. You are going to hear it at some point in this year. That oh, I know you're going to hear it. This I, know, guy, I, I, I just want to hear. I want to hear the words come out of your mouth. Yeah. Look, for, but I'm just saying me, it affects the team, the organization as a whole. Not Carson Wentz. It affects the organization negatively. And I, I just think see that. that. And, and you can make the argument that it was too soon, but. Yeah. Can you really name the last time we've had a guy with that kind of skill set in this quarterback room? I mean, maybe outside Robert Griffin the third. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me look back. Uh, Carson Wentz. He's <laughs> yeah, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has every skill that Sam Howell does, but better. Yeah. Okay. We've seen it. We've seen it with our own eyes. Yeah. You don't think that there's a tax for all the things that Carson's been through? You really think that we're the rehab center for quarterbacks in the league? Because I don't. Oh, I, no. I don't know that for sure. No, yeah. but but you, I, I don't think we're the get right team, Stoner. To me, uh, Indy yeah. was the get right team, I, and that's for the sure. only reason I've been kind of pessimistic on this entire thing from John. Sure. Is that we're not the get right team. We're gonna have to end up getting lucky, and something's literally gonna have to fall into our lap. So, what do we got here? So, you would rather have Steven Montez? See, that's um, a good point too. I, I don't know if it was as much about quarterback too as much as it was about you know not wanting to play Garrett Gilbert again in a meaningful football. Uh, game. Hey, double G, that's my dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I just I just don't think because it's Sam Howell because it's a guy who was projected to be a first rounder the year before and all of that. It's it's Sam Howell. It's not necessarily a fifth round quarterback. If they had taken Carson Strong or whatever, some some guy like that, we wouldn't be talking about all of this. But everybody's wanting Sam Howell. All, you're hearing it already that nobody wants Heineke on this team. Sam I know. I, haven't, I never want a Heineke in it from day one. I'm saying so. right now, though, do you want him on the no. team? Would they you have Sam Howell as number two? Yep. That's insane. They had to jump. They did the same thing. But still, when I was did. watching Sam Howell yesterday, it was like we were watching Taylor when he first did his thing, running around, escaping the pocket, making the mm-hmm. good throws. That's what mm-hmm. the guy everybody on the Taylor Heineke train. Sam's doing the same thing, but he's more accurate, better arm. Yeah, way better. I mean, Stoner, in my opinion, the last thing I'll say is that at the end of the day, I I don't think it's a testament to, like, them jumping the gun, which you definitely have an argument for. It's more so the fact that they just like him that much. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I, I had Kyle Mm -hmm. on the week of the draft from the Burgundies, and we talked about I said, if Sam's there, they're taking him. He is the guy they've done the most homework on. And obviously, I'm a, I'm a fanboy. I mean, God, I have a jersey for he's even played regular season. I'm a Tar Heel, so of course. But with that being yeah. said, I mean, they did their homework on this guy, and this is somebody that they're very excited about in the future. And I, I do agree with you. I think it's more about the fan base than it is about and and, and the mm-hmm. and the rumblings than it would actually be about how it would affect Carson, even despite all the the, the stuff in the past about him kind of being threatened by quarterback yeah. too. So. But I will say this. I will say this. In this third preseason game, I thought Sam Howell was fantastic. Sure, he's playing mostly against UPS drivers and and you know and, and De- DoorDash drivers, all this other stuff, <laughs> and that's fine. But you're still out there. If you need guys. a bartender, I'm sure we can send a bartender. No, nah, I'm good, dog. <laughs> but they're, they're still competent football players who are trying to get him, and he's still got to make the right read, and he's still got. He looked really, really, really good yesterday. Yeah. And and I think he was what he was twenty four of thirty five I believe was the numbers. How many drops? Diami had two drops. Um, uh, Michelle had that drop in the end zone in that on that fade pass. Mm-hmm. Cole had the drop on the two point conversion, which was right in his hands. So there's four drops at least, and they could have won that game. And everybody would probably be calling for Sam Hollow to start over Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. But but I thought he looked great. And there's it's no shot against him. And I think. 
he looks like a competent quarterback, but we have no idea yet. And if we start if we start calling for him after game six and this team is one and four and, and all hell's gonna break loose, and I'm gonna say, Well, if Sam Howell wasn't there, we wouldn't have this issue, would we? So that's, that's AP, the, the biggest drop he's gonna have is coming on Tuesday. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my god. Who's that? JFP? Yeah. yeah. Now now uh so now that we're on the Howl talk, he did have himself a pretty good game. He had himself a really good preseason, the Kansas City game, not his best work, but you know, as far as like his his trajectory, it looks like he's at, at the very minimum QB, you know, solid QB three this year, potentially yeah. QB two or more next year, depending on how the season plays out. What was, you brought it up, Stoner, that last drive, we had a shot. Parker, what was going on that last that last play behind the wide receiver? Is that miscommunication? You know, there was a lot of these kind of quick decisions by, by how. Where, 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 where do you think that that, that play kind of ended up in the thing, in the grand scheme of things? Well, Ron had a great nugget where, uh, you know, obviously they didn't dress all the guys after the game, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, that means Carson Wentz didn't dress out. Taylor Heineke did dress out. Uh, Ron kind of mentioned, he looked over at Taylor and said, hey, you might want to warm up, man. Sam, Sam's getting killed out here. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that was, a, that was pretty prevalent throughout most of the night. Uh, Sam was getting hit very often. And, you know, some moments he knew when to slide. He knew when to make the safe play. And then others, he was just trying to extend the play and just getting – you know, trying to stiff arm guys, getting taken down by two or three defenders. Um, obviously, you know, you're targeting Matt Cole, who is more of a returner than he really is a wide receiver, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. obviously not not exactly a great target. But, I mean, that was just an ugly down and snap overall. I think Sam was just honestly trying to make a play, and there really just was nothing there. And, you know, it's like Stoner said, he's still got a lot to learn. And, you know, I, as big of a howler as I am, at the end of the day, Quarterback two is Taylor Heineke's job to lose. If Carson Wentz goes down on the first snap against the Jacksonville Jaguars, week one, God forbid, Taylor Heineke is expected to go in there and run Scott Turner's offense, Mm -hmm. just like he was last year, just like he was last year. So I think they're very comfortable with their quarterback room. I don't know if it was much of a, you know, I'm not going to overanalyze a play like that at the end of a a preseason game. I I, I felt like, uh, excuse me, Sam had felt the pressure most of the night. I feel like at that moment, he kind of just let it get to him. I mean, he, he's got to learn when to let certain plays die. But that seems to be a common trend with all of our quarterbacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fight, fighting a little too too uh, too much there, throw away the ball. I definitely felt that was the case when he, he did a great job breaking out of the first sack attempt. Yeah. But as he drifted to the left there – he should have just tossed it away. Instead, mm-hmm. he took an, he took another hit here. Now, I do have some thoughts about this one from Meta, uh, who says, Hal should have thrown the two-point in the corner to Erickson, wide open, not to Cole. Trev, did you see that play? I know you were, you were, you were working. No, nah, I was not. Is, so, was it, is, he ever, is he right? Should he have thrown it to Erickson so and not I, to Cole? I happen to disagree. Does anyone I agree with, uh, with uh, uh, metaphor on this one? So no, I, I liked where Howell went with the ball as well. I mean, I, I it's easy to sit here and say that now as well. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, obviously, with the, we get all these like different types of views of the play, but I, I thought we're saying where the ball was fine, just didn't go his way, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, he put it right in, right in his right. I mean, yeah. I mean, what else could he have done? Could not really? have been better on target. It was kind of very similar to the Seattle play to lose the Super Bowl. Right? Oh, okay. Only- Only Butler didn't, uh, you know, there was no Butler jumping on the pass. The pass went right into uh, Cole's body and bounced out. But, I mean, if if Cole brings that in, which it was on target, you know, it really should have. That was the two-point conversion right there. The play happened so quick. 
like by the time by the time Erickson's actually leaking out to the back and being open, the ball is already in Cole's chest. And Sam gets yeah. the ball out of his hands quick, man. I mean, I, I'm kind of glad he did, he wasn't able to go through his progressions enough to see Erickson. He he tried to make a sudden and quick decision. It just like I thought the Seattle comparison was great too. Yeah, and and sure, Erickson was more open, but Cole was open, mm-hmm. and again he threw it right to him, right in his hands, and he dropped it. Nobody wow. knocked it out of his hands. Nobody crunched him to knock it out or anything like that. He just plain dropped it. So, yes, Erickson was more open, but Cole was open, and the play was there to be made and should have been made. Mm. So, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't agree that he should have gone to Erickson. What if Erickson dropped it? What if he overthrew him? What if he threw it in the ground? Well, you know, there's a lot of things that could have, should have, would have happened on that play as well. He made the right play. His receiver didn't help him out. Yeah, there was definitely, I think there was probably going to be a lot more to go wrong with if he tossed it to Erickson, because again, he made that decision as quick uh, as you wanted it to. If he waits half a second, Cole's no longer blocked. He could potentially overthrow Erickson. Lots of things could go different. I think he hit the right spot. Uh, Cole just needs to bring in that ball. Uh, speaking of, you know, those good plays, those bad plays, let's get to our go-go's and no-go's. Let us know mm-hmm. in the chat, who did you think was your go-go for this game against the Ravens? Uh, we'll start with you, Parker. Go-go is kind of our, you know, studs and duds take on it. Uh, who was your your go-go for this game against the Ravens? Uh, my go-go, I mean, we, we, we've talked about it already, kind of dived into it. I thought Sam Howell was, was very impressive through the air uh, and on the ground. Uh, I'll tell you another guy I was very impressed by, Chris Paul. Um, Damn it, I was going to say him. Chris Paul <laughs> has had a lot of really impressive reps. Um, his recovery time, kind of his bend, his running, his pass block, I feel like he's been pretty balanced overall. This is a guy who had a really high RAS score. I was very excited about the pick initially. Uh, he ended up kind of falling down uh, the board in general. Uh, commanders ended up picking him up, getting that depth, that offensive line. They picked up Wes Martin uh, this week as well, a uh, familiar face. Uh, but I think Chris Ball is going to be a guy that we're going to see very often in the rotation throughout most of this year. I, I really like what I've seen at Chris Paul, uh, even with this just absolutely mutilated offensive line dating back to Kansas City last week. So I think Margot goes definitely Chris Paul. All right, Trev. Uh, you took your your go go. You want to? Yeah, I got one. On that earlier, you got another one. Uh, yeah, it's not probably game related, but it came out after the game. Uh, good news is that John Bates and Cole Turner will be returning to practice next week. I guess so. That's a go go for me. They missed yeah, all the preseason, which was kind of upsetting. I was looking forward to seeing them in some game action in the preseason, but mm-hmm. they they turned out to be pretty valuable to this offense and this, to this team. So hold them out, get them as healthy as we can for week one and practice. So that's my go go is that they return next week. So yeah, especially because I would say none of the tight ends really showed out <laughs> yesterday. So it was kind of nah. kind of disappointing. You kind of you know with the that opportunity where you know you're going to have that chance, you would you'd hope that they would seize it, but. Didn't really see anything from the tight end group. So hopefully Cole Turner, Logan Thomas, uh, come back healthy. Bates as well. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Stoner, who's your go-go for, for yesterday? Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, Sam Howell. It, it, it's an easy choice, but you got to make that choice. 342 total yards when you include his rushing and, and the touchdown pass and should have been a two-point conversion. Uh, should have been other touchdown passes. That one to Michelle should have been caught. The one of Diami should have been caught. He could have mm-hmm. had three touchdowns uh, yesterday in that game. So I thought Sam Howell 
played really well. So I'm just going to stick with that and try to not find a, a hidden go-go. That, that's well, fair. Yeah. I love the answer so far. Sam Howe, Chris Paul, uh, the tight end group getting healthy, even if, <laughs> if it's not directly game related. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Jeremy Reeves has played as himself. Oh, um, that's a good team. one. I think that uh, he's going to be my go-go for this because he, he really did. And, and Doug actually last man standing. <laughs> and, and Ron actually talked about him, not necessarily just, you know, football related, but he was asked a question about, you know, after recovery, is there, you know, from his cancers or something he looks at, he named Reeves as a guy who's just always ready to go. And I think that speaks volumes. You know, you, we know that Ron Rivera loves these character, you know, the, these good character guys. It's one of the reasons why Davis did get picked ahead of some others and, and whatnot. But the uh, Reeves, I think, actually has done well enough. And there's some of those safeties to include a drafted one who have not played well. So mm-hmm. Percy Butler, a lot of hype coming from him for the four, for a four rookie. He's very, yeah, he's definitely going to make he's got, it. He's got, he's got the inside track, but I think that Jeremy Reeves has been playing a lot better than, um, than Percy Butler up to this point. So Reeves is my, my go-go for this. Let's hit these no-goes. Let us know who your no-go is in the chat. EP of course took JFP, for her go go, oh her no go is the O line. <laughs> did struggle, but Parker, who who oh, who's put, putting on uh, blast here for the no go yesterday? Danny Johnson. Mm. Oh, I heard oh, he got burned really God. bad on a double move, like really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson, who's a fresh signing for the Baltimore Ravens, out there Former high Chief. stepping like he's in regular season action, just throwing up, just being cute with it. Over uh, you mentioned Percy Butler. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just being uh, – I mean, you can't really blame him because, I mean, Dan- this is all we've seen out of Danny Johnson. I don't know what they're trying to do with him. Uh, maybe this I don't either, bro. He should we have don't been understand gone. here. I mean, this staff likes Danny Johnson, but to me, there have just been way too many unforgivable reps this during the, throughout the you know duration of this preseason. There just really isn't much I can defend with him. Uh, Danny better be glad that cornerback is thin because it is very thin. I mean, we're talking Super Elder, thin. Johnson, Holmes, and I haven't really seen a lot out of Christian Holmes either. But in, in regards like plays being made on a player, I don't think I've seen anyone get taken advantage of, of as much as I've seen Danny Johnson get taken advantage of this preseason. I mean, that, that touchdown last night was embarrassing. So, I, Yeah, by the way, he's he's cornerback three, by the way. If you if you put St. Just as your, your nickel corner and don't necessarily count him, yep. know, Jackson – or uh, Jackson Fuller. or Fuller are not in there. Danny Johnson's the first one off the bench. Scary thought. That's scary. It's just like just like with linebacker, yeah. just a lack of depth at a yeah. very critical position, and Absolutely. it makes you wonder how it's going to affect the roster cuts this week. So it would definitely <laughs> be interesting. But Danny Johnson's definitely my answer. How about you, Trev? You got a no go for the game? Uh, the whole wide receiving core who played yesterday. Um, you've got a, a easy. Played. Well, minus him. <laughs> So the ones, so the ones who uh, the drops. Matt Cole heard it was easy drop or easy catch. He dropped it. Uh, Michelle had it dropped the touchdown. Demi Brown dropped everything that was given to him. So the whole wide receiving core minus Dax Milne, Mister Steel Girl. <laughs> but yeah, it's just you can't have that. I mean, I know some people are fighting for a spot, but especially Diami, bro. Like, like we said earlier, you came from a school where you're catching nothing but bombs. You didn't drop anything. You ran a couple routes here, but like you, like you said, you didn't drop anything. But you draft you here. You showed glimpses of that last year, but then you got hurt, this and that. And then this year is supposed to be like, all right. This game was here. like scripted for him to go <laughs> off. Like yeah, and, 
and you don't go off against the practice squad of the Ravens, which you essentially went up against. So that's pretty bad. I think the cornerback he was covering might have been Lindell Stevens. He tried out for us, I think, a few years ago, too. So mm. if that's the case, and that's trash. <laughs> you can't beat out Danny Johnson. You might. You know, yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty so, bad, bad, bad start to the day. Stoner, the who you got for your no-go? Yeah, man, there's, there's actually a lot of them. Uh, 17-15 was the score, but there was a lot of bad play, and we talk about this, that there you can't necessarily win a starting job but in the preseason games, but you can lose starting jobs or you can lose roster positions completely yeah. in preseason games. Guys like John Toth, mm-hmm. he lost himself a job. Whether or not he was going to make it or not, if anybody was on the fence – He's not, you know, he was really bad in the center position. What's that? What's that? Nathan? Nathan's on the fence. I'm not on the fence on top. Okay. Uh, You know, I know I'm I'm the traditional fence guy, but uh, (laughs) no, John Top, I'm not on the fence for. John Top has male modeling fallback on Stoner. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He 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 was a disaster. I you know you're you're right. There's a lot to choose from. I don't even know the guy's name. Sixty two was out there as the right yeah. tackle, just getting absolutely just getting abused. Crushed. <laughs> just, like you you watch the tape for yeah. Chris Paul, and you're like, yeah, Chris Paul's doing a good. And then you're like, but wait, hold on. Why is there a guy getting back there to Hal? Hal was running for his life, getting tackled left yeah. and right. Um, Alex so, Akingbulu. Yeah, not yeah, making the team. Not going to happen. Name I doesn't might. matter. That's how bad it is. I would also say Bonifon was uh, was another one who I'm going to put as a who I, since I can't didn't know that guy's name. I'll name a guy who I can. Uh, I don't think he did anything to even though he was picked to start over Jarrett Patterson. He didn't do anything to make me think that, that was the right choice. Mm-hmm. But and he makes it his, over Jarrett Patterson. Uh, I doubt that because one of the <laughs> things that he did not do well, Trev was pass block. Oh, pass, pass block he did yeah. not he did not pass block well he didn't run the ball well he didn't like there was i mean he nothing. came from he played ball at lamar with lamar jackson of course he didn't block well i mean yeah lamar was running for his life in louisville so <laughs> yeah there was, there was just nothing good coming from him in the backfield so i could i i just had just couldn't wait for him to get out there, and of course, you know, Jazzy was very happy to see Jarrett Patterson. Oh God, I cannot. Doing well. What what is the what is the in fact like? You, what is it? You're just gonna, gonna have to accept it. Just gonna have to accept. So when he's when he's gone, is she still gonna be a fan when he's gone? Like for real? That's how you know but she's you, a true fan. You know he's gonna end up at least on the practice squad. At least, that, at least on the practice squad. I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's gonna be. On I don't practice. even think that. So. Me neither. I'm with you, Thunder. And by the way, uh, my last one I wanted to get in for who was just not good was that Dewan Neal. Now he's, you know, he's cornerback eight or whatever on this team, but he got beat by Robinson again on a, on another double move. He was getting beat. He got beat over the top on another. I mean, he got beat a lot. So (laughs) he was going to be my ultimate no go. Uh, he just wasn't that good, Dewan Neal. But you know, we hadn't even heard of him until <laughs> until yeah. training camp started. And we looked. He was in the USFL. Yeah, he was in the USFL. Like, he was just Dewan Neal. We didn't even know how old he was. We couldn't even tell you, uh, you know, where where how he got on this team because we'd never heard of. Him. But yeah, that's, that's long shot to make the roster. Yeah. Uh, there are quite a few that uh, maybe not long shots, but they're the diamonds in the rough. We have our district diamond to crown. This is it. 
all three preseason games, all training camp has Ugh. been played. Yeah. Who is your district diamond? Who's that diamond in the rough that uh, really excelled uh, this year that makes people just go, wow. I think there's the easy choice and probably the only right choice. But we're going to yeah. let Parker voice his opinion on on the district diamond. I, you know, two hours ago, uh, the district diamond, my uh, choice, yeah. was running back one for this team heading into week yeah. one. And mm. in my opinion, us Commanders fans can be split on Carson Wentz. We can be split on Jamin Davis. But if there's one thing we could all put our heads together on, it was the fact that we finally had a true north-south bulldozer of a running back in Brian Robinson Jr. And everybody was extremely excited about it. Obviously, details aren't final. But in my opinion, he was the biggest story of the preseason. Uh, just pretty much took the starting job from Antonio Gibson. It was literally about to be made official. So I don't feel right about giving district diamond to anybody but Brian Robinson Jr. All right, Trev, where are you at with the district diamond? Hmm. Oh, man. I mean, outside of the obvious of that one and Sam Howell, uh, I'm going to piggyback on the go-go of Chris Paul. Um, a lot of people questioned that pick when he got drafted. They liked him coming out of college, but they thought he'd you know take a little time to develop and get pro-ready. But he's shown that he is kind of pro-ready, at least more ready than we thought he was. So um, you didn't hear anything negative about him in camp or out of preseason. I mean, he might have got he might have held got away with a hold last night. I saw, but other than that, psh, Morgan Moses false started every snap, and he was considered one of the best linemen we ever had. So, um, I'll go with Chris Paul as a district diamond because he wasn't expected to shine as much as he did for us this preseason. So that's fair. I, he, I mean, Chris he Paul. definitely he's definitely on this fifty three man roster. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he was what a I thought he was on the bubble when we drafted him. Honestly, I was like, oh, yeah. from Tulsa, cool or whatever, but like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look at Christian Holmes. I mean, it could be the other way around. It could be, yeah. you know, is this guy even going to make 53? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. Stoner, where are you sitting at with the District Diamond this year? I mean, we never got to see him in actual games, but Cole Turner being a fifth-round pick and basically dominating training camp from the tight end position when he had the opportunity to step up because Bates was injured, because Logan Thomas was injured – he did, and and the beat repi- beat reporters just <laughs> could not stop raving about him in camp. Everything nah, that man. he was doing was right. He's got to work on his blocking, but he's a tight end. I don't care if he ever blocks. I just want a tight end <laughs> to catch passes. Yes, uh, it's twenty twenty two, man. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think he's my yes. he's my district diamond for the year. Outside of the obvious that you mm. guys have already said, if I'm going to pick somebody different, but Sam Howell that is dude- district diamond, but. Cole yeah. Turner is a monster, bro. That dude's a giant. He, he, is, he, he is. Stoner. Huge. Stoner was. Uh, <laughs> Stoner. I. He had to carry his backpack in front of him at training camp because he got that excited seeing Cole Turner. Yeah. And I know he was raving about that. Yeah, I had <laughs> movement. <laughs> I had movement. I'm I telling you, he was he was really really excited to see himself some Cole Turner. Yeah, for me, and I think the the obvious, you know, B Rob is uh, has actually done well, but. As a third round pick, I think that's still in a you know top one hundred pick. You yeah. expect those players to do well. Uh, John, yes, we did hear about it. We did talk about it in the beginning of the show. I, I see your comment there. Just wanted to get there. But the district time, you know, you got a fifth round QB who I think everybody is falling in love with, and people, the howlers, you know, the hive's still out there. The Heineke hive's still out there, but a lot of people are kind of shifting their allegiance now to Sam Howell and, and thinking that there's something special there. Now, again, as fans, we want Carson Wentz to do well. 
uh, as Stoner put, right, you, you just don't want to see how in the game this year because that means that the season's gone wrong somewhere. You don't put Howell in to replace Carson Wentz if the season's going well. So, But I think a lot of people feel good about the future because if Wentz doesn't work out, then a lot of people feel like Hal might have a shot. It's kind of like Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, we finally have a QB on this roster where I think other fans can actually get excited about, right? You know, how many people yeah. are, were big fans of, of uh, Baltimore's uh, Tyler Huntley, right? People just absolutely love that. Now we have a QB on this roster that's not a starter who people are just like, I like that guy. I wish that we could take him. So that is my district diamond for this year. Uh, we got a lot of questions in the chat here that we'll, we'll just try to get to as quick as possible. A lot of these things I think we're going to talk about on Wednesday's show. Uh, Leon, how well do you think Gibson will do at kick return or punt return? You know, we did talk a little bit about this potentially changing with the B-Rob news, but Parker, where do you, how do you feel that he's going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's great to mention, obviously, that's going to be a little bit of a, a, sh a paradigm shift there because of the Brian Robinson Jr. news breaking. But I think Antonio Gibson is going to be fine. You think about some of the best plays he's made as a Washington commander, Washington football team, or whatever have you. The Buffalo game automatically pops up in my head. When you get this guy one-on-one -on -one with people in space, that's where he excels. That's where you see that raw athleticism back dating to Memphis. His numbers at Memphis as a kick returner were also fantastic. So, Overall, I, I'm, I was looking forward to him being able to focus a little bit more on, on, on his, you know, refining his craft as a returner. Looks like that's definitely not going to be the case now going into week one. Uh, but it, it, if, you know, this entire thing had not transpired today, I would have felt fine about Antonio Gibson being the returner. Uh, I was more so concerned about Scott Turner possibly be, being able to get him the ball in an open field, you know, kind of avoid the crowds, you know, st stop putting him in, down in distances where he's going to have to fight so hard to, to get uh, contact and just, you know, keep, keep Antonio Gibson clean. Uh, but, no, I mean, as, as a punt returner, kick returner, I was very excited to see uh, a, a more involved role with him with that. But, you know, obviously things change. Stoner, Trev, do you, either of you have some quick hit on that one? Nope. Uh. Excellent. JB with the next question here. Uh, do you, Stoner, I'll ask you this. Do you anticipate the commanders trying to pick up any players off of waivers? Uh, yeah, of course. That's always going to happen regardless. The 53 that comes out on Tuesday after they've done all their cuts and everything else is not the 53 you're going to see game one. There's going to be a couple of guys on that back end uh, or practice squad, any of that stuff. So, yeah, they're definitely going to be picking guys up off of waivers. They're not going to be picking up um, – uh, I'm just trying to think of some famous linebacker that everybody wants. Dante Towers, another guy has been out there. Yeah, they're Dante not going to pick up some guy. They're not going to pick up Jimmy Moreland. They're not going to pick up Fabian Moreau just because they played here before, but they're going to definitely pick some guys up. Yeah, I think that's a very important note there. The 53 we see on Tuesday is not the 53 you're going to see to start week one. It will be very interesting. Of course, we've got the 53-man show coming up tomorrow. You'll actually see Parker back in action for that one. He's going to submit us his video. Uh, Parker, what group do you have? Any teasers for this one? Uh, the tight end is, is what I really wanted to focus on. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I had some really cool conversations with Doc Walker about how he's worked with some of these guys. Uh, I, I'm a huge Cole Turner fan, obviously, as somebody they visited throughout the pre-draft process, as well as his quarterback, Carson Strong, at one point. Um, you know, honestly, tight end is something I'm very intrigued by. John Bates, they're very high on. Samus Reyes, 
finally out of the fold. I couldn't be any happier to not be talking about him and the Ashburn Cycling Squad anymore. Uh, so tight ends, what I'm, I'm great I'm really story excited. though, Parker. It's a great story. Uh, okay, not a great ending. Though. <laughs> All right, so Parker will let us know which tight ends he has, and he'll be picking those tomorrow. We've got the Burgundy Zone, we've got uh, DMV Sports Zones, we got a whole lot of people coming in to help us out with that. One. That's gonna be <laughs> live tomorrow show, at seven thirty. <laughs> Finally, he gets the hat back on. He's been trying to work that the you entire show. The, the back, of course, you can check that out tomorrow at seven thirty. But Parker, where can our listeners find you? Obviously, guys, uh, it's been great. Uh, it felt like the Collinsworth slide in Stoner. It just felt like kind of signature <laughs> right at the end of the show. Yeah. But, uh, you guys can find my podcast, uh, Silence Washington, on Twitter, Silence underscore WFT, part of the Silence Sports Network. I mean, we got something for every NFL fan. Uh, if you find us on Twitter, Silence underscore WFT, click the link tree right below. You can find us on all social media, even TikTok, guys. We also got some exclusive YouTube content. A lot like here at Ref the District, we come to you guys weekly with a bunch of really cool guests. But it was really awesome to be able to come on the show. Kind of a heavy start, obviously, guys. But uh, can't wait to come back, and uh, this has been a blast. Excellent. We appreciate it. We have I have not heard anything more on the Brian Robinson news as far as that's nope. concerned. We'll likely be talking more about that on our Wednesday show. It is our flagship program. You can catch that live at 7.30 on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And until next time, what? Be a fan. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.